Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. Thank you for giving me your time, your earbuds, your attention, and basically just spending time with me uh, in the next for the next 30 minutes. I so appreciate you. I do this for all of you once again. I want to tell you how grateful I am and make sure that you either uh, send me a DM, send me an email, and um, let me know how better I can serve you by letting me, especially by letting me know what kind of topics you want to hear. And I'll be more than happy to create podcasts that suits your needs and your wants and your desires. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the numbers you should be paying attention to at the end of the year and also at the beginning of the year, the business financial numbers, okay? I know it sounds like a no-brainer that you should know what numbers to look for and look at in your business, but I'm genuinely surprised, even talking to savvy business owners, that they can be a little sloppy when it comes to looking at their business finance. So the only thing that they're looking at is, did I make money or did I lose money? It's more than that, okay? So today we're going to deep dive into the business numbers, finance numbers that you should pay attention to at the end of the year and at the beginning of the year. And I'm going to use my own business as an example, okay? I run two, I own two businesses, M2 Hospitality, which is my event planning company, which is a, a six-figure six profit business. I am very, very thankful that we have always been able to maintain that level of a profit year after year. And not because by pure luck, but by due diligence, okay, and doing the work that needs to be done to make it happen. So I have that business and I also have uh, events for anyone where we have a mentorship program called the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur, where we help event planners, designers, decorators to start and grow their event planning company, hopefully into a six-figure events business as well. So at the end of the year and at the beginning of the year, I always look at a few numbers and then I make business decision based on what the numbers are telling me. Emotions get into play, of course, they are taken into consideration, but numbers don't lie, okay? That's how I have been functioning uh, in my business and it has served me well. So what are the things I look at at the end of the year? When I look at my uh, balance sheet, profit and loss, whatever you want to call it, and for me, it's very, your quick books, okay? I look at, how much money is left in the bank, right? Because the bank tells you what the cash you have on hand, how much money is left in the bank. At the beginning of the year, let's say, let's just say 2023, okay? So 2023, at the beginning of the year, I have an opening balance, correct? 
at the end of the year, I have an opening balance. I have a closing balance. So the opening balance of the business account for my business is how much money I have put in there to, uh, or how, how much money is in there to, uh, to operate the business. The closing balance is how much money is left in there at the end of the year. The, in an ideal world, and it should happen that way, okay? Otherwise, something is wrong with the business. The closing balance should be higher than the opening balance. Now, when it's higher, that doesn't mean that you're making money. I know, shocker, okay? That doesn't mean that you're making money. It could be a few things that, that, plays, that plays a role in that. One of the reasons why your closing balance could be higher than your opening balance is you could pump in. You could pump in um, more working capital, okay? For, one, for, for the coaching business, that's exactly what happened. I pump in more, more working capital uh, so that I can invest in other things in the coaching business to get the results that I am expecting to get based on where I want the business to be. So let's just say that your opening balance is, let's say, 20000 okay? The opening balance, 20000 if you're a brand new business, okay? Let's keep this simple. If you're a brand new business, $20,000 you put in at the beginning of the year as a working capital for your business. That means you don't have any revenue come in yet. So $20,000. And then at the end of the year, you, saw, you can see that your closing balance is $30,000. So you're very happy that you have more money at the end of the year than the beginning of the year. That doesn't mean that you make $30,000. Don't forget, $20,000 of that is your working capital. So in reality, you made $10,000, okay? So these two numbers you need to look at, opening balance and closing balance. So you made $10,000 in this case, okay? Now, what are the other numbers I look at? So when I look at my profit and loss, right? There's a category called the cost of goods sold, which is if you use QuickBook, you see that as well. But the first, believe it or not, the first 10 years, when I was running M2 Hospital, when I'm running M2 Hospitality, I don't even use QuickBooks. I use an Excel spreadsheet. And then my accountant used the QuickBook account that they opened for us, uh, which, <laughs> which I have no access. Well, actually, it's not that I don't have any access. I never asked for the access. So um, I let them go do their things. Okay. So I use a spreadsheet to track. Okay. So the cost of goods sold it actually corresponds directly to my spreadsheet where I, I, I will look at the things that I'm investing money at because I pay close attention every single month, my business transaction. I see how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. And when it's going out, what is it going out for? So I do track that very closely. Even if when I'm not using QuickBooks or any software, my Excel sheet or even my bank statement I'm able to I'm able to understand what the money is being used for. And that's why as a CEO, it's so important that you need to take at least an hour a month to look at your transaction for the month. So you know your numbers. Okay. And I will look at, so at the end of the year, I'm going to look at how much money did I invest in, in the business? How much money did I invest? in the business and what category, 
It could be for coaching, right? A business coach. It could be for uh, buying a course that is for my business. It could be investing in the software. It could be investing in a, um, uh, a service, a human service, such as a social media manager, uh, a salesperson, a, a VA. So these categories, okay? Normally, it falls under the category of tech, tech, uh, labor, tech and labor, and marketing, okay? So it could be also under the category of marketing, which is I pay a lot of money on ads and ads agency. So I start looking at where the money was spent throughout the year. And I got my opening balance. I got my closing balance, okay? And if there's a profit, I need to know where the profit is coming from, from which of the investment, okay? This is extremely important because it's going to help me determine if next year I should continue to invest. You know, for this particular podcast, I am talking about understanding the business finance, but I want to pay more focus on the money going out from the business because you could make a lot of money, but if you don't know how to keep the money and you don't know where the money is coming from, then you don't know how to formulate a uh, sales and marketing strategy. Therefore, I want to dedicate this podcast to that. So I will look at, okay, how much money I spend in all these different categories. And I'm going to have to ask myself, all right, this $10,000 profit, where did it come from? Okay, where did it come from? And I'm going to look at the transactions that I had, that I did, right? Revenue that's coming in. Where was the revenue coming from? So I know the money going out. I also need to know where the revenue came from. So I start looking at, okay, I booked this event and this event came from where? Who referred me the lead? Or did it come from Facebook ads? Or did it come from my social media where you know people reach out to me based on the content that I created? Did it come from a referral? Did it um, come from whatever, you know, whatever avenue it came from? Did it come from a venue? Did it come from a vendor? Did it come from a friend referral, a business associate referral? Did it come, did it come from ads? Did it come from organic outreach? Did it come from a, um, a lead magnet that I did? Did it come from a consult call that, that somebody paid me to do a consult and then decided to buy more from me? I have to find out Okay, this revenue came from which sales outreach? And then I'm going to start tallying. Okay, I'm going to start tallying each of these sales outreach. How much money did I get back in return? Okay, or each of these uh, investment from software, coaching, courses, okay, entertaining certain people, right? So that they can talk about my business, affiliate sales, all these things. I need to start looking at, okay, I put a bucket, right? Each of them, each of this avenue of getting sales coming in has its own little bucket, like their own profit and loss center. So I will start putting, I will start listing the category. How much money did I invest in, in all of this avenue? How much revenue did I get back from all of this? Now, after I determine that, you want to find, you want to find uh the avenue that is going to give you the uh, the highest return on investment 
what exactly is the highest return on investment. That means you invest the least in terms of time, energy, and money, but the revenue that you got from that particular source surpassed everybody else. So I could, I could be spending a lot of money on ads and getting a lot of leads come in, okay? Getting a lot of leads come in and I book, I book X amount of revenue and then I, I was like, oh, okay, this is a good, this is a good rep avenue for me to continue to invest. However, if it takes up a lot of my time, okay, and it has, it, 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 it has to require, it requires a lot of other support to make this sale to happen, then maybe the ads may not be the good way to do it. But if I were to spend time on spending money to attend mastermind and, um, and also, uh, I get to talk to my ideal clients in this mastermind retreat, etc. And I'm able to get the leads much faster. It's a lot more money in terms of investment, but I get the leads almost instantly and I'm able to close them and the return is very high. Then I know next year, this is where I want to spend my money. Okay? So, so you have to understand how much is your opening balance? How much is your closing balance? And then the in-between, the in-between. So the opening balance and the closing balance let you find out whether you make money or you lost money and how much money did you make. Then the in-between is where did this money come from? Where is, who gave you this money? Gave you as in like not the end user who paid you, but like where did this lead come from? Then you need to backtrack to see all the different investment that you have made that have gotten you in a position to get this lead. So you need to break it down into these little different, these different separate categories. And then you have to make it like its own profit center. Okay, revenue generating center. How much did you invest in each of these buckets or these sources, right? Sales outreach or, or business investment sources. And then ask yourself, okay, is it worth for me to continue? It's unfortunate that I see some business owners who think immediately assume that they spend a lot of money and then yes, they get they spend a lot of money in one area, which is ads, okay? And then they're not seeing the results, but they continue to spend the money. Or they spend the money on in this in this particular category, let's say ads, and they're getting some money, but they feel that whatever they're putting out. And the money that is coming in, all right, it's a little bit more than what went out. So they decided to stop it. Now, I want you to pay caution to this before you make the decision. If, if you break even from how much you spend and how much you book, that doesn't mean that the platform sucks, okay? That thing did, did not suck. You have to understand why. Why can you put more gasoline? into that thing so that you get more leads and you get to close more or you need to work on your sales strategy. That means maybe next year, you might want to invest in a sales coach and not so much on a business coach because you are already um, mastering or you get a better hang on how to manage your business. Okay? And if you're able to get a business coach that can teach you sales even better, like for us, we are one-stop, you know, very, very comprehensive. We teach you about business, but we teach you a lot about sales. And then if you're investing in the platform, let's just say HoneyBook, okay? You're investing in HoneyBook and, and you realize that you are not using it enough, 
so you want to stop the subscription, then that's fine. You can save the money on that, especially if you haven't used it once. Perhaps you purchase the you purchase the the software too early on in your business when you're still not not tuned in in terms of your sales and marketing strategy. So you you basically put the cart in front of the horse. So it's not that the platform is not good. It's because you bought it at an untimely fashion. Okay. So if you have a solid sales and marketing strategy or somehow, you know, I won't say solid because we can always refine. If you already have something in mind that you know that you could, you'll be getting more leads next year because you are doing all this sales outreach and you will need the platform, then don't stop paying that platform. Maybe start looking for a cheaper platform that can function the mandatory things that you need the platform to do, which is send, which is maybe book a call, maybe automate your response when some your, someone sends you an inquiry, maybe able to generate a contract and then send out the contract and invoice and collect payment. You don't have to have a fancy, uh, uh, a fancy, fancy, fancy <laughs> platform, okay? So here, I want you to really look at your numbers, all right? Beginning, ending, and the in-between. And when you move on to next year, like this year, I have looked at, okay, you know, I already got an all-in-one platform, um, go high level for my, for my business. Do I still need Kajabi, which basically function quite similar to go high level, but not as robust? You know, what did I use Kajabi for? Kajabi is my, uh, is my platform that I use to store all my courses, course materials for my coaching business. I don't use it for anything else. So if click, if go high level, okay, is able to accommodate that, why would I still need something that functioned the same way? So I let go of Kajabi. So I saved $149 over there. Okay, imagine 149 times 12, that's 1788, $1,788 that I saved, which the whole year of 2023, I already had go high level, but then I was afraid, I know I still hang on to Kajabi and paying every month, paying this whole year 1788 because I wasn't sure about go high level. Then it's okay. I'm, I'm at peace with that, that I continue to spend that money because I want to make sure that the new platform that I'm on is able to do what I want it to do, just like Kajabi. So after a year of trying, making sure everything it works well, then I was ready to release. So I know this year, when I start the year in 2024, I'm able to save $1,788. That second thing that I asked myself, okay, so platform again is, Click Funnels, which is also another platform that I use to run my sales page, my landing page. And then I realized that Go High Level can do that too, which is $99 a month for Click Funnel and that times 12, that is $1,188. Okay. So now I have, so far, I will be saving $2,976 for my. For, for my business because I just released two platforms, which I found one platform that can take. All that can do all that, right? So I I did the calculation of two nine seven six, right? And I pay and I pay, um, go high level two two nine times by twelve is okay. So two two nine times by twelve is two seven four eight. Okay, two seven four eight. Now I save about at the end of the day two hundred over dollars. 
okay, $200 over dollars is still some $200 over dollars that adds to my bottom line. But now I don't have to. So before you go into thinking that, oh, you know what, just cut, 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 save money. I also have to think about the, the efficiency of the business. Does it make sense for me to have two separate platforms to do two, to do separate things, two separate things, whereas I can have a platform that can do it all. So it's not just the money, but also the efficiency of how the business is being run because the efficiency will ultimately affect how profitable you are. If you don't work efficiently, you're going to spend more time doing craps, okay, doing stuff that, that it's not in the most efficient manner. Then you have more time wasted being inefficient where you can actually use that time and go do more sales, okay? What are the other numbers that I look at at the beginning of the year and the ending of the year? So I have to look at, okay, at the end of the year, in this scenario, right? Let's just say I'm a new business. At the end of the year, I have $30,000 left. $10,000 is actually a profit. $20,000 is my working capital. I'm going to ask myself, is, is, should I take profit out? Should I take that $10,000 profit out? Okay? If you have followed me all this time, you would have known that you don't really need to take the money out because you have already paid yourself a salary or you you, you know that you have already taken out some owner's, owner's uh, distribution, owner's draw every quarter, every month, however you want to set it up. Therefore, this is $10,000 that, you know, that you can leave it in the business as a, um, as a working capital. So therefore, 2024, you start your working capital at $30,000 and not $20,000. But I also strongly believe that money shouldn't just sit there and not work for you. There must be a reason why it's sitting there and not, and not making interest somewhere else in a high, you know, high yield savings account. So I have to ask myself, should I just continue to put $30,000 in the working, uh, bring everything over to 2024 as a working capital? Then I have to ask myself, my marketing strategy, okay? My marketing strategy for 2024, is it going to require more working capital? If it's going to require more cap working capital, how much more? Is 20000 enough? If it's 20000 enough, which is my working capital for 2023, okay? If $20,000 is sufficient based on the pipeline of the leads or sales that's coming in, so I know that there's more business coming into the business, then, then I do not need to, I do not need to um, put that $10,000 as a working capital anymore. I can actually take that $10,000 out and then, and then put it in somewhere else where I can earn interest or invest, okay? And I just have $20,000. So, so as a business owner, you must always think, how can I make my money work for me? How much money is sitting in the bank? And is it working for me when it's sitting in the bank? Like right now, I look at my bank account, I was like, okay, I have this amount of money in the bank. Do I need this amount of money to be liquid, okay? Liquid means you can easily accessible and withdraw it from the bank. Do I need this money to be liquid? And what do I need it for? So I understand what is my monthly bills I have to pay for, for my business. So the working capital has to be there to make sure that the bills get paid while waiting for the new sales to come in, right? So if you know that 
the working capital that you initially set of $20,000 is going to be enough. Then the $10,000 at the beginning of the year, you don't need, at the end of the year, you don't need to put it in there. So you can take it out and put it and put it somewhere else in your personal savings account or in an investment account or in a retirement account. Then next year, you know, when you start the year again, then you have to, based on the numbers that you do in between, right, that you did in between, I was talking about just now, then you will decide, right, what is the marketing or investment strategy for your business for this year. Therefore, you need to make sure that you have either enough working capital or if you don't think $30,000 is going to be enough because you have been eyeing this particular business coach, let's say, and this business coach is going to cost you $30,000 and if you pay it per month, it's $2,500 and you know your business bill is $5,000, so now you just increase your monthly expense to 7,500. So is your working capital, if we don't, if we take out the 10,000, is that going to be enough? Or if even $20,000 is going to be enough, how long is it going to, how long is it going to last you? Assuming that you calculated that your business expense every month, if you want to invest in that coach, uh, will come out to 7,500, okay? 20, 000, leaving $20,000 in the bank account at the beginning of year as a working capital can last you two and a half months, okay? Two and a half months. So you have to start looking at the beginning of the year, how much sales do you expect to come in in order to not have to put in more money as a working capital for the new year if you so decide to hire this business coach or to invest in ads, you know, or paid leads platform, etc. So that's how you figure out how much money you need to have in the bank at the beginning of the year. It a lot of it depends on how does your pipeline look. Okay. For me, conservatively speaking, may not be the right way to think, but conservatively think speaking, for me, okay, I will want to make sure that I have at least minimum three months of working capital, three months of working capital based on my mandatory bills that I need to pay for the business. Not taking into consideration any investments that I plan to do for the upcoming year, okay? So if I have decided that $20,000 is my working, you know, like um, $30,000 is my working capital for six months, that means that means my monthly business bills is five thousand dollars. So if all else goes to goes to poo poo, that means I have no leads coming in, nothing. I know I have at least thirty thousand dollars to pay the bills, and I better haul ass to make sure that I build my sales funnel so I can see money coming in and hopefully not deplete my working capital. So you need to know how much, which is the in-between numbers, okay? How much money does the business need every single month to calculate your working capital? Of course, that changes, right? Depending on what you, do for your, what you are planning to do for you within your business. But I said mandatory bills. Mandatory bills things you have to pay every single month, regardless whether you're doing business or not, okay? Which is your fixed cost, right? That means your website domain, your uh, company email, your business insurance, just to name a few. Things that always have to pay, even your salary. So 
that goes out every single month, okay? Like CRM or any platform you invest in. So storage, okay? Just to name a few. So you need to know how much you need to pay out every single month to de determine your working capital, okay? So let me just summarize. At the beginning of the year, you need to know how much money you have in the bank, your opening balance, okay? And how much of that is working capital or how much was that was profit from last year that you left in there? Very important. At the end of the year, you need to look at how much money is left in the bank and how much of that is the working capital that is the number that you have at the beginning of the year. And out of that, how much of that is, is working uh, uh, at the end of the year? How much of that is working capital, which is the number that you have at the beginning of the year? And how much of that is profit? And then for the next year, you have to decide how much is your working capital needed. And in order to know that, you want to know your mandatory bills, business bills that you pay every single month. And my risk appetite is I need to make sure that I have at least six months of working capital, uh, especially when you have no pipelines in the near future for you to close leads, okay? So to know whether you're going to take any profit at the end of the year, to put it into your personal account, you got to know what is your monthly bills, okay? When you do your when you do your opening balance for the following new year, and then a quick summary of the in between numbers: how much revenue did you get based on the numbers that you're seeing at the end of the year? Where did this revenue come from? From which source it came from? And how much money did you invest in getting all these leads from each of these source? And then you want to be able to determine next year: do you want to continue to invest? in these avenues or should you cut back or should you drop down to a lower plan or can you immediately el eliminate or should you look into a new platform, new new um, resources that is going to help you grow as a business, okay? Well, very complex, I know. It's actually very simple. I wish that I could make it even simpler, um, but this is the best I can do today because I'm running all these numbers in my head. So sometimes talking about numbers can be a little confusing. So you probably want to hear it a few more times. All right. So before I leave, I'm going to have, uh, I have a very exciting news to, um, to share, which is many of you know that I am a HoneyBook educator. That means I, um, I have an affiliate link for HoneyBook. Okay. HoneyBook is a software that is getting so robust now. And I love the new features that, that, that they are sharing, that they have put in. So I want you to take advantage of this affiliate link that I have that gets you 50% of the uh, first year subscription. So if let's say you get the lowest plan, which I believe is like $30 a month or 50, sorry, $40 a month, you only pay $20, $20 a month. So for one whole year. And if you are thinking of downgrading from whatever software you're using or upgrading from whatever software you're using, HoneyBook could be your answer. So you want to be able to use my affiliate link, which is 50%, 5-0. Most people getting an affiliate link gets 20%, max 30%. We as educators, we get 50, 5-0. So use my link 
you get 50% off your first year subscription. If you're already a HoneyBook user and you have not been active in that portal and you don't mind shutting it down and open up a brand new account, okay? Open up a brand new account with a different user ID, you can use the link. But if you're already a, you already have an account, then sorry, you cannot. You have to close the account and use a new user ID. All right? So once again, I appreciate you giving me your time. And give me a rating, give me a review, and also reach out to me. Let me know what topics you'd like me to teach. Otherwise, I will just do my own research and see what other should I, what other things should I be teaching in order to help you grow in your mindset, grow in your personal growth, and also grow in your business. Thank you, everybody. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.